My name is Jessica, and I'm here to share my story on believing that nothing is impossible. When I was young, I would have considered myself an introvert. I didn't know that I was an introvert at the time, but I've since learned that that's what it was that I, what I was struggling with when I was a child. I was very shy. Uh, I played a lot of sports, but I always stayed just kind of on the outside of, of all of those team sports. Uh, I never felt really connected to people. And so then when I met my husband, I fell very quickly into that relationship because I felt that there was somebody there that sort of understood me and pulled me in. And we were really good together when we met. We, we were a really good team. We, we set goals, we started our life very quickly. We were married within two years of knowing each other. Uh, we set out to buy a house right away. We had our son by the time I was 26, which was very interesting for me because I actually had set myself a goal of wanting to have a, be married, have a child, and own a house by the time I was 30. And I actually had accomplished this by five days after the day I turned 26. That was the day that my son was born. So the really interesting part of this story, or where the plot twist comes in, is that about four years later, I was divorced. I was starting all over again. Everything that I had wanted, or thought I wanted, was basically ripped from me. Um, I was now divorced, my house was gone, and I was now a sharing custody of my son with my ex-husband. So I had to start all over again. And if anybody's ever done that, you know what that's like. It can be really difficult. It can be heart-wrenching, and it, it forces you to completely reevaluate what you think your life is supposed to be about. So for me, having a goal of, of wanting to have these things by 30, and then by the time I'm 30 or 32, it's all gone, and I'm starting all over again. It, it sort of forces you to completely rethink who you are as a person, and, and now where do you go from here? So... With that, I started to move forward in my life, and I realized that uh, I didn't really want those things anyways, uh, but it took me a while to figure those things out. When my husband and I split, we had the house, we had a trailer, we had the dog, we had the fairy tale. Uh, I thought that my life was going to move forward in the direction that I'd always expected it to and always hoped and always, you know, my parents had always hoped for me, uh, but then once the, the divorce and the separation and, and having to start all over again, um, I was given a clean slate. I thought at first that I was given a clean slate in terms of finances. He assumed all the responsibility of the debt that we had. And so I thought, okay, well, this is great. I can just start over and I can build the life that I really want. And what I found was that it's a lot more difficult than it sounds when you are raising a child. And my son and I, I tried really hard to keep up with the lifestyle that we had created while I was married. So we had, like I said, the trailer, we did the camping trips, we, you know, my son was going to birthday parties with friends, and what I found was that over the course of a few years that I'd actually ended up back in debt. And so I ended up taking a bit of a hit, and I had made the really difficult decision that I wanted to, again, wipe that slate clean. I just, I couldn't handle the pressure of trying to keep up with the lifestyle. So I decided to file a consumer proposal. And that was a really difficult moment for me. And I really think that that really created an identity of my, myself of not being able to really ever get ahead. Um, it was almost reinforced the fact that I had 
once my husband and I split and I'd lost that house, that how could I possibly ever afford to do that again on my own? You know, raising a young child and I had a, a job, but it was an average job. I was making an average income at the time and it just seemed like everything was going to be very difficult and too difficult. I would, the idea of ever being able to own a house again on my own just seemed impossible. Um, even going on a simple vacation just seemed completely out of reach. Trying to come up with that money, you know, not only that, but now I'm actually going into debt, not even just paying things off, but going backwards. So when I made that decision to do the fun, the consumer proposal, it just made sense. It just, I realized that I had to think differently about things and I had to just, again, wipe that slate clean and move forward. So I did that. I realized at the time that I wasn't really getting anywhere anyways so it, it just seemed like the best thing to do at the time and it's not an easy decision to do and from an identity level it can really uh, it can really change how you feel about yourself so that was another part of it the emotional side of it that recognizing that you had again failed but in looking back now I realized that it was one of the best things that I did for myself because it actually you know they say you have to kind of take a step backwards sometimes to take two forward and I really feel like that's what it did for me um, but it still took work to to recoup from that but as I moved forward and I started to my son got older and things got easier and then life got to be where I actually moved on to different jobs and I started to make more money and to the point where one day I'm sitting at home it was actually December 31st 2015 so now we're quite a few years later I think my son is like 19 at this point my husband and I had split when he was four so I'd gone through all of that I managed to get through all the teenage years which were not a lot of fun but we did it we survived and um, so now I've decided that I want to move closer to work so I've decided to move to a different area of the city he's decided he wants to now stay with his dad so I move it's now December 31st 2015 and I'm sitting there writing out my list of New Year's resolutions like I do year after year. And, but then all of a sudden it occurred to me that this was the same list that I had written the year before and the year before and the year before. So even though I felt like I was moving forward in my life, I really wasn't. Because I still had all those things that I wanted to achieve, but I wasn't achieving any of them. Otherwise, it wouldn't still have been on my list. So that was the beginning of sort of an awakening for me, where I started to realize that... I had been limiting myself because of this identity that I created for myself by saying to myself internally that I wasn't ever going to be able to afford those things that I thought I wanted in my life. And what was really interesting is that not only did I sort of recognize that, but I actually heard a voice in my head at that moment. And it was this, this voice that said, I'm a struggling single mom. And it just hit me. Like I realized that I had probably heard this voice many times in the past, but I hadn't heard it like I hadn't really listened to what it was saying it was just sort of this excuse that I had allowed to run through my life for those years from 4 to 19 I had just written off everything as possible for myself and I'd built an excuse that would allow me to not feel bad about it but I didn't realize that's what I'd done so in that moment the really interesting thing was that because I had been moving forward in my career I wasn't struggling anymore and like I said my son had even moved out so the excuse of being a struggling single mom didn't even hold up anymore 
which was the really funny part. It was that, okay, now what do I do? Now, <laughs> like now you've got this awakening knowing that you want more and that you're capable of more, but now you don't even have the excuse that you were using. And anyways, it's just kind of a, a snowball effect of, of what happens when you have those kind of awakenings. So it, um, it just woke me up to realize that I needed to do something different and I needed to do it now because, well, I didn't have my excuse anymore. So I had to do something, something different. And so, of course, um, knowing that there's so much information out there on the internet, that's the first place I went. I went to Google and I started looking for ways to, you know, uh, how do you actually check things off your intention list? How do you take action? How do you goal, keep goal setting and action plans and all that kind of stuff? And I was really lucky. I came across an amazing book and I'm going to let all of you know what it is in case you want to know. But it's Jack Canfield's um, Success Principles. And the very first principle says take 100% responsibility for life. And that was what I realized in that moment that I had not been doing, that I'd been living my life completely reactive and blaming other people, including myself, but also, you know, when I recognized that I was calling myself a struggling single mom, that was putting blame on my ex-husband that was putting blame on my son. I wasn't taking any of the responsibility for myself. So that moment when I read that and I accepted it and I recognized that it was really my fault that I hadn't been living the way that I wanted to. So with the built-in excuse that I'd given myself, I had basically completely just written off the possibilities of, of having a better life. So between those two things, having that aha moment of hearing the voice in my head and then reading that chapter, I realized in that moment that I could actually change my life if I wanted to. And luckily, I wanted to. So that was where my, my journey began. And I started taking action. And the first thing that I did actually was recognize that there's probably not as many people out there that I know that know this information. So I started reaching out to friends and family and I started creating my own little workshops and my own little um, mastermind groups and I started teaching my friends because I thought, oh, this is so good. Like we all have to know this stuff. And it was just, it's amazing how we don't. There's so many people out there that don't realize, first of all, how much information is available to us, but that we can step in and take control of our lives. So once that began, it's just become a roller coaster or a, a snowball effect for me. And since then, I have, I have taken all sorts of courses. I've actually spent money that I didn't realize that I was going to be able to find. It's, it's amazing how when you shift the way that you see things, especially your own abilities, that the opportunities and the possibilities become way more apparent. So once all of this got rolling, I realized that I was going to need to document the changes that were coming for me. So one of the first things I did was I used Facebook and I created a Facebook page called 2016 Best Year of My Life. And I started to record all of the ways that I was changing, all of the, the new things that I was doing in my life. And it's just, and I've carried it on now. I have it, it just rolls over year after year because one of the things that I really realized is that it's very difficult to remember who you used to be once you start making changes. So having that as a document has been really helpful for me. Uh, so the biggest changes that I've seen since having this, this realization and this um, decision, making that decision that I wanted to make changes and I was no longer going to let 
you know, these excuses um, just hold me back. That really I was the only one that was holding myself back. So now knowing that, I started taking trainings and I've since then done my coaching certification. I've been sponsoring other women's programs. I've been able to really impact other people's lives by being able to just share what I've learned and and what I've been able to do in my life. And so learning not to be afraid that, you know, one of my favorite, my favorite things to say is that failure is only feedback. And one of the things that I never used to do in my life was take risks. I like certainty. I, I want to know that, you know, if I'm going to do something or if I'm going to spend money on something or if I'm going to invest myself, my time, my money, my emotions in anything that I want to get something from it. But what I've learned most recently is that you actually benefit the most when you do something you don't even know what's coming at you. And it has been so much fun to just start moving forward, taking risks. I go on vacations. I've, I've been on, on many, even if they're just little ones, here and there, off to, the, off to the island for the weekend or, you know, for a conference down in Phoenix last year. You know, just saying yes to things. And it's, it, I get the chills just thinking about it because people don't even realize that all you have to do is say yes to something. And it's like all these little doors just start opening up behind the yes that you couldn't have even possibly seen coming. And that's what I've started to really notice in my life is that the more I'm open to opportunity and the more that I have say yes to things, the more that I'm not afraid to take risks and I haven't set those limits for myself, it's, it's crazy just how much fun you can have and the people that have started coming into my life and the, the like minds and the, the tribe and the community and I, I just, it's, it's so hard to even put into words. It's just amazing. The, it's like the universe just starts to say, here you go. And it just gives you whatever you want. But it has everything to do with, with being open and willing and not being afraid to try things that you've never tried before. And that all starts with just recognizing that we're just limiting ourselves. And the minute you stop doing that, the world opens up to you. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Having so much fun. So what I found was the best thing for me when I started to make these changes for myself in my life was really connecting with the kind of people who also see the world the same way that you do. One of the things that I've learned through my experience is that people have, they look at the world as either it's good or it's bad. And once you've made the decision that there's, the world contains opportunities for you rather than, you know, the, the negatives or, you know, take yourself out of that, that mindset of feeling like the world is against you, when you can start to flip and see that the world is actually conspiring for you, then that is how everything starts to change. But for you to be able to maintain being able to see the world that way, it has a lot to do with who you spend the most time with. They say you are the sum or you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I believe this to my core. So I also believe that it's the books you read, it's the TV shows that you watch, it's the YouTube channels that you choose to subscribe to, as well as the people that you spend time with. If you can get away from the people in your life that drag you down, and I recognize sometimes that's our family and it's not easy to do, 
but you can still limit your exposure <laughs> at least a little bit to those people. But honestly, I think the best um, weapon uh, or technique for being able to move forward in life is to get around the people that are also wanting to move forward in life. That was a game changer for me. And one of the ways that I was able to do that was an amazing local event that uh, through my coaching that I do now, I was a sponsor for a local women's makeover challenge. And I got to meet the most incredible women. I've been involved for the last two years now. And all of these women, they come prepared to make a change in their life. They all hit that reset button in their life. And they came and they were open and they were willing to change. And I was very lucky that I got to be a part of that with them. Uh, from a coaching point of view, I got to work with some of them, uh, some of them one-on-one. -on -one. I got to speak. I got to connect with them. So even from being on the coaching side of it, those women, they inspire me as much as I inspire them. So getting around people that are ready to see the world the same way that you are, they can, they can teach you as much as you can teach them. And we all just, we just climb that ladder together. So if I was to leave anybody with advice, the best advice I would give is to find your people. They are the ones that are going to help you when life gets hard, when you don't want to keep going, when tragedy strikes, and unfortunately tragedy is going to strike all of us. Uh, the best thing that we can do is we can bond together and we can find those people that can help pull us together. And I've been so lucky that in the last few years that I've been on my personal self-development journey that I've been able to not only find those people, but we also start attracting those people to us when we're putting out that energy of, of having a positive outlook and wanting to move forward. So it's all about what you're putting out into the world and it'll, it'll, it'll multiply what comes back to you. So with that being said, yes, I've been involved with this amazing women's challenge that has brought all these women into my life. I've also have my own coaching practice where I get to work with clients one-on-one and they, like I say, we inspire each other. It, it goes both ways. Um, just recently this year, I made the decision that I wanted to impact women on a bigger scale. And so I decided to launch a women's conference and it's being held this October and it is something that will be ongoing moving forward. And this all stemmed from an idea that I had when I first started my blog that I started years ago. And it's a series that I began called Women Who Inspire. And it started out really small where I just, there were people in my life that I had seen taking, taking those risks that I hadn't been willing to take in my life yet. So they really inspired me. And so I went out and I just started interviewing them. There was a woman that had, you know, quit her job and decided to open up a dance studio because the woman who owned the dance studio was shutting it down. So she said, I need to just keep this going. So she just took that leap and she ran with it. And it's amazing now. So when I see somebody like that doing something, I, ha I, w I need to know what's going on behind that. I need to know what inspires a person like that. So this was about three years ago. And I just started seeing people in my life that were doing amazing things. And I started to interview them. And like I say, I created a blog. So then this year, when I decided that I wanted to take my message and make it bigger, it made so much sense to me to call it the same thing. So it's Women Who Inspire Conference. And it's the same idea is, is I took so many of the women that were, that I'd been collecting through the last few years through, you know, the same mindset and, and just creating that tribe and community for myself that I'm fairly well connected now to some amazing women who have been through some horrible, horrible things in their lives, way more than anything I've ever been through. 
But the beautiful thing is that they've all come out the other side and they're just rocking life now. They are powerful, strong women. And I am so inspired by their stories that I wanted to showcase them and put them on a bigger stage. So this is just another thing that's coming out of my own personal journey that now I want to take those people that, that inspire me and I want to just keep putting them out into the world and all together we just, we, we're, we're stronger together and, and we can share our stories. And if it even just helps one single person in that room that can relate to one story, then everything, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I just, it just feels so good to, to, get, to get the feedback from people and to hear that something that you started out doing for yourself has snowballed into being able to touch other people. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it makes life worth living.